Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Well, go, Hi, everyone. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. My name's Matt Myra, and I have dumb sperm. I'm Dory Shafrir. I'm married to Matt Myra. Yep. He, of, he of dumb sperm. Me of dumb sperm, and ye of little faith. What? Huh? I don't know. Point is, uh, Dory, uh, of course, is still a Shafrir, not a Myra. And I quite am a frankly, Shafrir. if I had my choice. I would have done the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> we are a handful, us Myras. Oh, boy. Uh, what's what's new in the world of us right now? Not a ton. We haven't had any appointments. We're still waiting to get your results back. Yeah, we're going to be... Uh, I think my sperm is probably in Boston. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's being tested for a lot of money. 
I wish they'd just uh, take an Episona kit. Right? It's like a third of the cost. I know. <laughs> um, but, but no, they have to do it their way. Yeah, no, we're, we haven't been billed yet on the chair. No, we haven't. That I bent. Do you think he's noticed? Or do you think the next... Someone has to notice. Do you think the next person who sat in it hope thought they did it? Oh, God, I hope they thought they you did it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it was just bent enough that the next person that sat in it broke it. Yes. Oh. And you're off the hook. What a dream. I just hope they never listen to this. <laughs> yeah, don't send it to him, everyone. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, guys. You've been working out. I've been That's... working out a lot. I've worked out four days this week. That's great. Three days this week. No, four. Oh, yeah. I did glove work twice. Yeah. I boxed twice. Do you feel like it gets out your rage? No, I don't have rage. What it gets out is my sweat, which is the point. Hmm. Um, yeah, there's not, I'm not mad at anything. And also, like, you know, when you're throwing punches for so long, it's just like your shoulder starts to get a little like, oh, why am I doing this? Do you like stretch and stuff? Yes, okay. I do before and after, but also you're, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, it, it was a good, uh, it was a good session. I, I, I think I've turned a corner. Oh yeah, on both the regular training with the trainer and and boxing training. That was very fast to turn a corner. Well, you know, I hate to break it to everyone, but I am truly an athlete, so. I'm, not, I'm kidding, everyone. I am a mathlete. But I, that's true. We have a trophy dedicated to her prowess in math, which seems to no longer be around. <laughs> Rude. What? Oh, my God. Honey, it's okay. I mean, just because you're bad at ath doesn't mean... <laughs> what is that even supposed to mean? Athletics? Is mathlete that is math, so yeah, athlete uh, is ath. Okay. All right. <laughs> Anyway, fair enough. Um, I think you're you're reasonably athletic. No, but I'm just like you know I, I I trained for so long and so often for a few years there that you have like the muscle memory. I guess I don't know. Listen, do you feel like you're less tired? Like when you say turned a corner, what do you mean? I've been getting through the workout with more energy. Oh, good. And not sore the next day. Yeah, those first couple of days you like couldn't walk. Yeah, that was bad. Was not great. No. But well, I'm glad to hear that. Here we are. That's great. Guys, it's a slow burn. You know, I'll get this all set and, and I'm still eating uh, not great. So, Are you eating badly? No, not badly, but not great. You know, like my, my yesterday, we had, uh, we had our regular breakfast, your sous vide egg white bite. Mm-hmm. And then I went and met or a, a friend of the podcast, I just call him a friend of the podcast, Kula, mm-hmm. uh, for a bite over in the valley, a little mm-hmm. breakfast. And I, of course, was like, what's this weird Burbank diner? I have to order these mozzarella sticks just to try them. And then I'm always a breakfast burrito guy. If I see a breakfast burrito at a new place, I want to try it. How was it? It was pretty good. I got a breakfast burrito and we got mozzarella sticks. We didn't eat all the mozzarella sticks. That's good. But I did wrap two of them into the breakfast burrito. Oh. Genius move. Wow. Um, Never would have thought of that. Nope, nope. That's why you're not me. <laughs> but I, that's, you know, that was my breakfast. That was crazy. Well, at least it was early in the day. Fortunately, I didn't eat again until uh, a very tough steak that we had here at the house. 
Mine was not tough. Well, mine was. I know. But Bo enjoyed it. Anyway, what's going on with you, Dory Shafrir? Um, I've also been, I worked, I also worked out quite a bit this week. I went to Broadway dance class yep. twice. I went to Flywheel. Uh, these are all, by the way, things we couldn't do if we had children. So thank God IVF hasn't worked yet. Yeah, so we can get in shape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> um, yeah, I'm still enjoying Broadway dance class. That seems to be sticking. That's good. I'm just happy to not. Uh, I mean, I've never, I've never, I don't think I've really ever been working out and not smoking. Oh. So this will no, be interesting. There was like a period after we met that you quit and you were still training. Oh, yeah, there was. How long? I don't think it was that long, though. Maybe a few months. Yeah, then you started sneaking them. Well, it wasn't sneaking. It was just having them at work. Mm. And then all the time. Anyway, everyone, please leave your Apple Podcast reviews. Oh, I forgot to do that. They help people find the show. You can join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash excellent adventure. A lot of your questions can be answered there. We also have a website at excellentadventure.com and a Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure where you can subscribe and get up to two bonus episodes per month and just help out the podcast. Be a friend of the podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. Our Twitter is at Excellent Pod, and our email is Dory and Matt at Gmail, and Matt and Dory at Gmail. They both work. They both go to the same place. You don't have to email both of them. And our phone number is 413-461-BABY. Mm-hmm. Honey. Yeah. Did I not get through the business so quickly? Well, there's less of the business than there was. Also, don't forget, if you're in a Target and you feel like buying a paperback, Dory Shafrir's startup, a novel, a paperback, is available at your local Target. Yeah, and people have been sending me pictures of startup at their local Targets, like, all over the country, which is, like, pretty cool. And people have been sending me pictures of the book at their local independent bookstores, which is also very cool. Wow. I am happy that they are in both places. So if you see my book in a Target or... In a bookstore, I would like to see it. You can send it. But I think the best way to send it to me is over Instagram DM. You take DMs from everybody? Yeah. Oh, boy. That's not. You're, you got to get out of your reporter mindset. You know, I, I like to. No like one's to, Instagramming you hot scoops. How do you know? <laughs> I, you know, I don't. I guess I don't. You don't. You don't know anything about me. I don't uh, have that on. Okay. From everybody. I mean, that tracks. Yeah. I barely answer people that know me. I know. When they call me. You barely answer or text your, me. your wife. True. Very true. <sighs> if you're out there, you're a friend of mine or an associate, and I haven't texted you back, don't take it personally. It's weird because, like... It's a character flaw. Yeah, you're, you're like, conscientious about stuff. Mm-hmm. But... There's certain things that you just don't really care about. Yeah, I just don't like, you know, like I'll tell everybody right now. I have uh, 138 text messages unread and I have 22,621 emails. I have a shit ton of emails too, but a lot of them are I like I also have 52 voicemails. 
I also don't listen to my voicemail very much, which bothers you. That bothers you. me, yeah. When it's me. <laughs> if you called me and left a, a voicemail or you text me something, mm-hmm. I will at least acknowledge it. All right. Anyway, guys, enough about us. You're not here to listen to us. You're here to listen to us. What? Interesting. <laughs> um, so, honey, you know, last week you you titled the episode, Why Don't You Email Us? Well, I mean, it just sem- seems like we weren't getting emails, which, and it annoyed me. Which was kind of thirsty. I don't care. But you know what? What am I supposed to do? Look cool for other podcasts? We got a bunch of voice. We got a bunch of emails. Great. Yeah. Um, this first one is from Leslie. Hi, Dory and Matt. I love the podcast and everything I've learned from you all. My question is about people with other reasons to do IVF. Is it common for people to choose to use donor sperm or donor eggs in order to avoid passing on their own genetics? Hmm. For example, if a person has a history of debilitating diseases or illnesses, they don't want to pass on to a child, but still want to be parents. Could they choose IVF? Have you heard from other people who have made this choice? Would it open your child to even more medical risks and questions? I'm not currently trying to have a baby, although I will down the line and I worry about my partner and my medical history. I would love to hear your thoughts. Thanks for the podcast, Leslie. You know, Leslie, that's not a reason for doing IVF that has immediately popped into my mind, but that makes sense to me. I mean, people do um, IVF to screen for um, genetic like fatal genetic diseases or genetic diseases that can lead to birth defects or, um, you know, all illnesses, et cetera. Um, I don't know if people have done IVF because there's like a history of depression in the family or, you know, something like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how a medical ethicist would feel about that, but like, do you if you want to do ivf because you don't want to pass on your genes and do ivf well i mean it's like i think it's for any other i mean it's for many it's for similar reasons that people do seek a donor egg or a donor um sperm it's just like if you have like what if you have a horrible history of like alcoholism in your family and you're like i cannot put another person into the world Who's going to have this? And you're like, but I want to be a parent. So let's have a baby without my genetic craziness. Yeah. I don't mean craziness is in crazy. No, I, I mean, know. I feel like it gets like, it, it like skirts uncomfortably it close heads towards to Gattaca. eugenics. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen Gattaca. It's a lot of fun. Um, I haven't. So I feel like that's that's what would make people uncomfortable when you're talking about this, like in the abstract. But again, your reproductive health is your business. And if that's what you want to do, then do it. That's what I say. Yes, but it's also like preventative. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, boy. We should have just like... We really should have done this from the get-go. Like, Why? You know, because I don't, I don't need another me running around. Oh, boy. Why not? Should we get some donor sperm? No. If you'd like to send us sperm, please do. Oh, no. At P.O. Box. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Just kidding. 
Ew. Don't even do that. Leslie, thank you for your email. I hope our not answer was an answer <laughs> that was not at all satisfying. Um, all right. Next email. Hi, Dory. Matt, last week, Matt requested that more people speak up and send more emails. So here goes. My, hus- my husband and I have been trying to get pregnant for about three years now. Several years ago, we found out that he has no sperm. That yeah. was a shocker. So we've been inseminating at home using his brother's sperm. What? <laughs> yes, we've had it tested and he's got swimmers. Okay. I think I, they're, they're turkey basting at home with his brother's sperm. I don't even know how to, how I, I don't even know how he would be involved in that. What do you mean? The husband, like I wouldn't want to touch a turkey baster full of my brother's sperm <laughs> well, you to it, inject into you, my wife. You put it that way. That's just, that's, that's step one in my, what's, what's going on here. Okay. Continue. <laughs> we got pregnant once miscarried and haven't had any success to hear that. since then. Just recently, we switched from home insemination to a fertility clinic here near Boulder, Colorado. A lot of infertility Colorado action happening. Well, CCRM is in Colorado. And that's like the big, you know, the big one. Cool. This clinic gets great reviews, but I can't even express how disappointed I've been with them. We got off to a bad start when they misplaced all of my paperwork on the day of my first appointment and had to reschedule me on a WebEx conference call. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Since then, things have just been weird, and I kind of feel like we're not getting along with them. Their communication is not great. I've never even actually met my doctor. Wow. And my last IUI was a disaster as it took two nurses to insert the catheter and then the sperm leaked out immediately. Ah, Sorry if that is TMI. It was. But thank you for sharing it. To be clear, I'm not the complainer type. I've never written a bad review or sent food back at a restaurant. However, my list of problems with them goes on and this is forcing me to look elsewhere. This is crazy. The fact that she hasn't met their, like they haven't met their doctor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, they've done the, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the WebEx conference call. Especially if I'm going to switch from IUI cycles to something more invasive and expensive like IVF. Okay. Oh, wait. Did I skip a line? No. Okay. This brings me to my question. I've heard several different people or friends of friends mention the fertility clinic located in Cape Town, South Africa. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if in all of your research, you guys have talked to people or researched this clinic yourself. The cost is less than half of what it would cost to get treatment in the States. This clinic seems to have really great success rates It's near beautiful beaches and it's got the built-in bonus of travel to the African continent. Hmm. If you are the adventurous type, it kind of seems like a no-brainer. Lucky for us, I'm not. We are considering heading there relatively soon if things don't pan out here with my clinic in Colorado. Is this crazy? I contacted this clinic the other day and they got back to me immediately. They requested medical records and that my husband and I fill out a medical questionnaire. After that, they will set up the appointment for a consultation. Will it be over WebEx? <laughs> we don't know. Mm-hmm. If I don't get pregnant soon, we might actually do this. So just wondering if you guys knew about this clinic or have heard anything that would be helpful. If you haven't, maybe you should check it out. On a side note, I'm considering using donor eggs and sperm as I feel like the chances might be better than using my old ass 39-year-old eggs. I'm over my genetics and just want a baby. This is, Whoa. A, this is a theme today. Whoa. Everyone's over themselves. Everyone has just had it with themselves. <laughs> Thanks for all that you do and your hard work in general, even though you both quit your jobs. Wait, we did not both quit our jobs. Wait a second. I have so many jobs. Yeah. Matt is on hiatus right now, but he did not quit his job. Oh, hiatus. Is, uh, for those listening who might not know, the terminologies out here and the fancy lefty liberal 
uh, cesspool of Los Angeles. When you're on hiatus, that just means that your show is on a pause. It's like in between seasons. Yeah. Well, sometimes you have hiatuses that like happen during the season, you know. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like when I was on at midnight, we would have like right, two weeks two here, weeks. one week there, two yeah. weeks there. That's the way to do it. Anyway, so right now we're on hiatus between season five and six of the Goldbergs. So I didn't quit anything. In fact, I wish I could quit everything, but I'm not quitting anything. I'm a fourth grade teacher and I've just quit my job too. Cool. Okay. I'm relatively new to your podcast, but I've listened to your earlier episodes and then I had to fast forward to get to your more current episodes. Mm. Until recently, I wasn't ready to watch movies or listen to podcasts about infertility. However, Excellent Adventure has changed all that. Now I'm embracing the camaraderie. Best of luck to the two of you and check out Cape Fertility. Yours in infertility, Beth. Beth. Registered nurse at Cape Fertility. Oh my God. (laughs) Beth, did you just sneak an ad into this podcast with your inquisitive email about these success rates and beaches and call? Like it's, they got back to me immediately. Their beaches are amazing. Bonus of going to the continent of Africa. Do you think that's someone? Beth, if you are are somehow a mole and work for the South African Fertility Clinic, quite frankly, Great job, but you didn't get past my bullshit detector. <laughs> Brother's sperm? No one does that. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Uh, I, I feel like we've heard about it here or there, How? maybe once or twice. Just the, uh, the mention of like going to South Africa. Why I thought it was in Johannesburg and not Cape Town is beyond me. This doesn't ring a bell. People have definitely brought up the Czech Republic. Yeah, we've heard about that, sure. But I haven't, it, I, I don't recall people bringing up South Africa. Interesting. <sighs> anyway, um, I think it's Do time. you have any information, do you have anything to say to her? <laughs> you mean, like, should she do this? She asks, is it, is it crazy? I don't think it's crazy. Okay. I think people, people do this all the time. But, you know, we, there, people feel very strongly about medical tourism, like one way or the other. Some people are like, it's the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. And then some people are like, you have to do your homework. People have gotten screwed over. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's all I would say is like, do your homework. Talk to people who have actually used this clinic. Not just like third hand. My friend's cousin's right. friend did it. Right. And had a great experience. Like talk to people who actually had success there and find out about you know as much as you can um and i would also like talk to them as much as you can while you're still in the u.s before you commit to doing this in south africa it'd be funny if someone wrote in saying they have been to this clinic and they were like said a lot of the same things and they were like sincerely seth i was like wait that's just beth that's just beth writing again this guerrilla marketing i think you're really on to something I want to do this now, right into things. I want to write into podcasts and go, has anyone heard about this great infertility podcast called Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure? I, you know, I've heard about it, but I just don't know if I should listen. Everyone says great things, but have you guys heard about it? I like write into Mark Marin as uh, Frank. <laughs> Be like, my wife and I have been struggling with infertility for a few years and we haven't been able to bring ourselves to listen to any infertility <laughs> podcasts. But a couple of friends mentioned, <laughs> I was just wondering if you had heard of it. 
That sounds like a great plan. Let's do that. Okay. All right. Um, now can I play a voicemail? You could. It's up to you. I would like to play a voicemail. Well, then play a voicemail. Okay. Hi, Dory and Matt. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm from Newton, Massachusetts. Yeah. And my high school friend and I love listening to your show every week and chatting about it. And we love to reminisce about all things Boston after hearing you two discuss it together. So anyway, I'm calling also because I recently posted on your Facebook group about a possible diagnosis I may have after two years of unexplained infertility. Um, I've had two miscarriages, three filled IVF cycles, um, and my acupuncturist noticed that my basal body temperature is very high for several days following my period before it returns to normal. And she said this trend is consistent with endometriosis. Uh, it surprised me because I have no obvious and no symptoms. But I looked at an NIH research online, and it suggests that high basal body temps in the beginning of a cycle indicate endometriosis. So um, after consulting with the Facebook group, I got a consult with a reproductive immunologist to investigate this further. Um, but I wanted to ask if others have had a similar experience and what was the result. Um, because I know endo is very hard to diagnose, so I would be very curious, and I imagine others would be too. All right, thanks, guys, for your great work. Bye. Egg signal. Good to hear from Newton, yep. home of Shake Shack uh, and the Capitol Grill. <laughs> what? That's where my mom grew up. There's a Shake Shack in Newton on Route 9. Shake Shack? It's in Chestnut Hill. It's on Route 9. I don't know if that's technically Newton. Write in. Call back, actually. and uh, Tell us if it's in Newton. I think it's in Newton. Really? It's totally in Newton. I'm going to look this up. Dory's going to look it up. Meanwhile, um, boy, that's interesting that you're... I guess I guess if anyone's going to notice your body temperature being wackadoodle, it's going to be your acupuncturist. Dory's squinting at the computer. Well, it says Chestnut Hill. Yeah. And... People love to know where the Shake Shack is. (laughs) Guys, do you think Shake Shack is suffering from expanding too quickly? I kind of do. Agreed. What are they doing? If you are Shake Shack, please write in. I think it's Brookline, honey. Whoa. Shake Shack's in Brookline? Oh, wait. No, it's not. I didn't think so. Well, you know, Chestnut Hill is, is... Brookline and Newton. It's in the plaza. It's like Pier 1 or something. It's inconclusive. <laughs> no one can be sure it's, where the town line is. I mean, is. It's ch- it just says chest- it's Chestnut Hill. It doesn't, uh-huh. doesn't say. I, I, I guess it's technically Newton. Oh, interesting. I don't know. Uh, Boylston Street, Newton, Massachusetts. Shake Shack. It closes soon, honey. Because it closes at 10 p.m. And we're recording this at 6.19 on the East Coast. Yeah. It's right behind Hammond Pond in Newton. Check plus for Matt Myra. Check minus for Dory Shafrir. Oh, my God. You can't give me a check And let me tell you, a lot of these reviews, the line for burgers here on Saturday night was over half an hour just to put the order in. After that, we waited another hour. That's insane. That's insane. You know? It's not the food. The food is delicious. In fact... We're not for the food. I've given them a lower score. I love their hamburgers, but the service is so slow. This is another Yelp review. You know, it's too bad because there used to be a uh, Friendlies. 
That was in that. You wanted Boston talk. Now you're getting Boston talk. Congratulations! I think it was everybody. actually in. Was it in this plaza? Oh no, it was a little. It was a little farther down. But uh, yeah, there was a friendlies right next to the Star Market. <laughs> anyway, uh, and you could get a burger there. We also would like to hear back from you about your endometriosis because endometriosis mm-hmm. because you are actually have set up a consult with a medical professional. Yeah, not- which thumbs up to that. Most people would just go to the Facebook group. Someone would say, "Yeah, that happened to me," and then you'd be like, "Well, I have it." That's not fair. People make oh, I'm not particularly our listeners i'm just talking about people who go on the internet for oh questions. i see i see i More see what of a you're web saying. md trope. i was gonna say it's like a web md thing yes hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. 
I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. We have another email, honey. Yeah, we sure do. It's from Sinead. Yep. Hi, Doria Matt. My husband and I moved to Los Angeles in July. We just recently discovered your podcast, and it's been a real comfort and wealth of information. I'm listening to old and new at the same time and catching up. We started trying to conceive in May uh, of last year. I'm 34. He's 32. After eight months of trying, I got impatient and asked him to go see sperm, uh, sperm doc in December. First one showed no sperm. Oh, my good God. We spent a devastated holiday season doing more tests. Ay, ay, ay. Uncertain if biological children were even possible, we referred to. Here he is, everybody. Coming in from the bullpen, Philip Worthman. <laughs> All the tests came back negative. There was not even a varicocele. So we're still not sure the root. Uh, curious if you guys are seeing whether we are. Uh, but notice he didn't give the name. Oh, he didn't? Worthman. I keep calling him Weatherman. No, it's Worthman. I always call him Weatherman. Yes, that is who we are seeing, Sinead. Uh, after trying a low dose of Clomid for my husband, acupuncture, and eating very clean since January, our analysis showed a few hundred sperm. Oh, my God. You got some. So unless something crazy improves, we're likely headed to IVF this summer. Of course you are. <laughs> I mean, but it's amazing that he's getting Yeah, that results. he got some. Think about it. There's a few hundred sperm when there were no sperm. Yep. You've increased his sperm a few hundred times over. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. A couple questions. How did you go about picking an IVF doctor? Dory, how did we do that? We visited a couple. Then yep. we went with the second one. We'd visited a couple. We got recommendations from friends of ours. Um, and we wound up at California Fertility Partners. Uh, so, yes, we did shop around. Uh, we did not go with the first recommendation. Uh, okay, so we had an intro consultation at California Reproductive Center and have another planned at a place called Reproductive Partners based on recommendations from my OB, our acupuncturist, and Yelp reviews. I've looked at their success rates, but don't know, but know that that doesn't tell the whole story. True. California Fertility Partners is also worth a gander just to sort of... You know, you want to you wanna try all of Baskin-Robbins flavors before you decide what's going in the cone. You know, for $500 a cone. <laughs> uh, more in the life advice category. What are your recommendations for making friends when new to L.A.? <sighs> uh, if I had any, we'd have friends. <laughs> what? Sinead, I have friends. <laughs> Guys, and- this is the funniest thing Dory's ever said. She's always talking about all of her friends always being on the East Coast. Anyway, I have friends. Matt also has friends. He just doesn't like to hang out with anyone. Mm. I'll see Kula for some breakfast. Yep. Um, (laughs) I'll do podcasts with my other friends. Listen, I'm not going to lie. It's hard to make friends in LA. Yeah. Especially because people don't want to drive anywhere because it takes too damn long. Sinead, what do we know about you? What, what do you guys do? We don't know anything about that. I'd like to know a little more about you. What if we wanted to be friends? <laughs> My wife is like, why did you just say a thing that you would never say in real life? Um, 
we don't know what neighborhood you live in. We don't know what you guys like to do. Um, we don't know if you know anyone in LA or if you moved here really knowing no one. I moved here knowing no one. And I made friends at my at work. Yeah. Like we don't know if you guys have jobs. Like we, we, we don't know very much. We don't know why you moved to LA. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's hard for us to get that advice. <laughs> I think people make friends at work. I think people make friends. Sinead, hit us back. In like, you know, I always suggest kickball leagues. <laughs> you do always suggest kickball leagues. I don't know. That like a seems, weirdo. Well, I was never in a kickball league, but that seems to be where people meet people. I've made some lovely friends hanging around at guitar stores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Sinead, if that's something you're into, might I recommend hanging out at Westwood Music? A lot of fun over there. That sounds great. Uh, wishing you the best in your follow-up appointment and all that comes next. Thanks for sharing your experiences, Sinead. We share your experience, our experiences, so so other people don't feel weird. That's what we do. Um, all right. I'm going to skip to Christine's email. You're never going to know who was skipped. That's yep. the beauty of this list of people. Um, all right. Dear Matt and Dory, new listener here. I was seeking solace after my latest failed IVF cycle when I came across your podcast. I dove right in can't thank you enough for getting this topic out in the open without drowning us in platitudes and journeys and worst of all baby dust so creepy i had to chime in in regards to the email from this week's episode about unsolicited success stories my husband and i had just been arguing about this very topic the day before when he passed along a miracle pregnancy story that someone had told him oh boy i know that different people have different coping mechanisms for infertility and grief in general so sometimes these success stories are helpful or provide a little hope But even with that in mind, the number one piece of advice I would give to anyone trying to support friends or family going through infertility is to shut up about your stupid success stories and don't give advice unless you've actually been through it yourself. First of all, very rarely will someone have the same exact diagnoses as you. So many times the miracle success stories do not apply. Mm -hmm. More importantly, hearing about someone else's success is not going to make someone who has been beat down by a bunch of failed cycles think, wow, that could be me. Instead, they're going to think that will never be me. What am I doing wrong? And just like that, you have ruined their day. Hmm. I have a theory that people who have not been through infertility tell these types of stories simply to make themselves feel better. People are uncomfortable grieving for you and will never go through the stages of of grief for you. So instead, they get stuck in the denial phase and spit out whatever optimism pops in their head at the moment so they can move on without feeling sad. It's just like people who say that's so exciting when you tell them that you're doing IVF. (laughs) What part of this do you think is more exciting? The injections, the credit card debt, or the possibility that it will fail? Take note, fertile world. IVF does not equal automatic baby. I hope that we can collectively stop being polite when reacting to these types of stories and instead be honest about what we really need. I'm personally going to start reacting to unsolicited advice by saying that I have one fallopian tube, autoimmune issues, and prematurely shitty eggs. So when you have a miracle story about that specific scenario, please give me a call. I'd love to hear more about how others feel about the support they need during treatment or after a failed cycle or loss. Thank you again for opening up the conversation about the reality of infertility. Best, Christine. Christine, speaking your language, you are really speaking my language. And I got to tell you, we heard from a couple of people who were, um, they did not like that. I had said that about people offering miracle stories. They said, you know, these people mean well, this is how they're trying to empathize. They do. Yeah. And I never said they didn't mean well. That's not the point. The point is not whether they mean well, you can mean well, you can't expect everyone on the planet to understand 
all aspects of, of what course, you're going through. Of course. So what I'm saying to you and Christine right now is that, like, of course some people are going to... They're trying to help yes. in the only way they know how. Yes. and that, But you know what? Then I also have the right to tell them that they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Or you could be a polite human being. But like, why should it then have to be about their feelings? No, it's not about their no, feelings. It is. It's just about overall general uh, civility. Yeah. <sighs> it's like, I mean, also the people that tell you these miracle stories are, I don't think they're often people that know you well. Um, are they? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. It's like, I feel like because if it's like someone that knows you well, then of course you can say that. But if it's someone that's just, if it's you know a, what it is, an acquaintance or something, then you just, I mean, you can't get so bent out of shape. So I don't, you know what? I don't get bent out of shape because you're not going to have to see them again for a long time. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah, it's like they used to say on the real world. Find out what happens when people stop being polite yeah. and start getting real. Yeah, well, it wasn't very real. A lot of that was done in editing. Well, maybe I just want my life to be edited. Look, I'm look, all I'm saying is that Where are these where are these anti Dory emails? You haven't included any. I in did here. include them, but I, I put them out of order. This is my fault. Um I'm going to read one in a second. I like a fair fair and t- uh, balanced representation of our audience. Oh, yeah, you do. I, I I appreciate that people mean well, but I think part of the point of this podcast is education. And if you are listening to this podcast and you're not going through infertility and you've never gone through infertility and you want to support your friends who are going through infertility, just don't tell them miracle stories. I'm not expecting everyone in the world to understand that. but I, like, I, well, I'd like to know if there's anybody out there who gets told a miracle story and is somehow comforted by that because... Quite frankly, I'm interested in that side of things, too. Um, I think we got an email along those lines. Because I don't hate them. Really? Yeah. Ugh. I like knowing about the deviation from the bell curve. I like knowing about the outlier. It's interesting to me. It just, you know what? I think it was interesting to me two years ago. It's always going to be interesting to me. All right. You know? Everyone? There's, you know, we could be the miracle baby story. Miracle being that IVF finally fucking works for us. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be like telling people like, you know, we did it like six times and it finally worked. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, keep That's your head down. That's different though. That's not a miracle story. That's, I think any time a birth is successful, it's a miracle. I'm talking about the stories that are like, you know, they did five rounds of IVF. Then they were like, we're not going to do this again. They just gave up and then they got pregnant. And adopted and then they got pregnant. And adopted and then they got pregnant. And they have twins. I'm like... Okay. I don't I just don't want to hear it. Well, honey. I'm sorry. Are you? Not really because <laughs> of your attitude right now towards people that are just trying to be nice. I know, but you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. You're Jewish. I know. You don't even believe in hell. That's the thing. All right. Well, this is from Melissa. Hi, Matt and Dory. I've been listening to this podcast since the beginning. Nerdist, blah, blah, blah. 
I enjoy your banter and find the topic did she interesting. Say blah, blah, blah. She did. Oh, good for her. Because <laughs> that just sounded like a thing Dory would no, say. No, she said nerdist, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I enjoy your banter and find the topic interesting as I have not done IVF, but have friends who have. Your podcast has helped me understand their struggle and sometimes to know what to say or how to back off when I finally conceived traditionally after my own fertility struggles. I've considered writing in several times, but often listen while driving to work and rarely feel so strongly about anything as I do today. I pause the podcast to write in to ask Dory to please have a little patience with people who do say the wrong things. Thank you. Your feelings are valid and I totally understand your frustration with words or phrases that are cute, cutesy, or just weird like baby dust. However, when people recount their stories about babies conceived after fertility struggles, they aren't trying to rub it in your face or get through to you. As you said, I truly believe people are just trying to give you hope. I, one, realize I can never fully understand your situation not doing IVF myself, and two, know that hope or comfort may not be what you need all the time and that sometimes people just need to be upset, but it's difficult to listen to a friend or podcaster who's upset and to know just the right encouraging thing to say. Okay, here's where I'm going to pause and say, sometimes you don't have to say anything. I know it's... I know You are like red. I know it's difficult to listen to it. The rest of us are like Andy Dufresne. I don't know what that reference is to. Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yeah. Okay. I forget. You're institutionalized, honey. Okay. You don't want us to have hope. Okay. You think I'm crazy for having hope and playing classical music over the prison yard uh, speakers and getting thrown into solitary. Mm-hmm. But someday... Have you been digging a wall through a through, uh, th- through yeah, a poster? And then I'm going to... Well, you don't have to dig through the poster. No, I know. But the, the poster's covering it up. Yeah. That's what you've been doing? And we will crawl through a river of shit. (sighs) And we'll get out there. And then we'll go to Sewatanejo. All I'm saying is that... But we can't go to Sewatanejo because of Zika. I know. All I'm saying is sometimes people just want you to listen. They don't want you to offer solutions or advice. They just want to have someone to vent to and to say, you know what? This really sucks. And have you say, I know it really sucks. And I wish there was some way I could help but i know that there isn't and i'm here to just listen to you Mm, no anyway i'm going to finish melissa's email okay just as it's hard to navigate how to tell an ivf doing friend that you're pregnant it's hard to know what to say when a friend is upset and there's nothing you can really do to help i try to be a listener in those situations rather than an over encourager but i think friends and fans in general are coming from a good place also it's just mind-blowing to me that I have a friend who did IVF for years and then conceived twice twice naturally after. (laughs) Okay. I've never used her story to encourage another friend, but I do understand the impulse. What do you find comforting or encouraging? Do you simply prefer friends or podcast listeners to say, I'm sorry, that's awful. I don't know what to say. Uh, Apparently that's what she prefers. (laughs) Thank you for your help in navigating these complicated conversations. I, and I assume most of your friends and listeners just want to say the right things and help our friends however we can. Thank you. Good luck, et cetera, et cetera. Melissa, a daily hair washer. P.S. Matt, I miss Regina Spector at the end of the podcast. Folding chair is one of my favorite songs and I enjoyed hearing it outside of my iTunes. I forgot that I used to play that at the end until just now. So buckle up. It'll be at the end of this one. If I remember. (laughs) uh love regina um great name just saying okay my grandmother was named regina dory does not like the name regina not that we're naming anything yeah i mean come on we'll name that mosaic (laughs) (laughs) um 
So, Melissa, thanks for writing in and for being... uh, I appreciate uh, that you want to be a good friend. I think you have great impulses. I think... But I think, like, sometimes you can't help. And you just have to accept that. Mm Mm-hmm. And sometimes the best way to, like, be a friend is to, like, literally just give them a shoulder to cry on. And sometimes the best way to be a podcast listener is to support our sponsors. We'll be right back. What a weird segue. (laughs) Anyway, here's a word from our sponsor. Honey. Yep. Do you want to spend your precious weekend time cleaning, driving, or dog walking? Well, you know, I do because I'm a weirdo. Yeah, but... But everybody else on the planet does not. You can get Care.com to help you handle everyday tasks so you can spend more time with your family. With access to 8.6 million caregivers across 16 countries, Care.com is the world's largest digital marketplace for finding and managing family care. You can find, book, and pay sitters, nannies, housekeepers, tutors, errand runners, and more all in one place. If you need childcare or if you want to line up a date night sitter, using care.com makes life simpler for families everywhere, part-time, full-time, anytime. They even provide access to a variety of background check options you can purchase to help you make the best hiring decision. So you can join for free as a basic member and start searching for great local caregivers today. But once you upgrade to a premium membership, you can reach out to them, schedule interviews, and pay for care online or through the app. And again, you know, it's just like super, super easy. Like if we want to find someone to clean our house, care.com. If we want someone to run an errand, care.com. It just, they just make it really easy. And, you know, you can, with the premium membership, you can also schedule interviews and pay for them. And it's, they, they, they just do it super easily. I love it. They're great. They're great. So if you guys want to save 30% off a care.com premium membership, you can visit care.com slash adventure and subscribe. Again, that's care.com slash adventure for 30% off a care.com premium membership. And we are back. What a fun break that was. Sure was. Um, I'm going to read another email. I hope this one gets you all riled up. <laughs> All right, this is from Laura. Excuse me. Hello from Michigan. Well, you asked, and I'm happy to oblige. I was going to call and leave a voicemail, but this is probably a better option so I can edit. Oh, there we go. I don't have a question, more so some words of, dare I say, wisdom. Hmm. My husband and I suffer from secondary infertility. We conceived our son naturally after my husband had a vasectomy reversal. Well, our boy's almost 10 and still no second child. I just always assumed we would have two children. But as the saying goes, you plan and God laughs. (laughs) That would really hurt that saying, but I like it. Anyway, the reason I felt compelled to write is because I feel your anger. When people want to tell stories of their friend who got pregnant right after they adopted or has twins on one round of Clomid, it would make me mad. The people who, quote, got pregnant just by looking at each other made me want to smack them. And my favorite was... Quote, just get rid of all your baby clothes, then you'll get pregnant. I roll. Here's the thing, though. Now that I have some distance from it, I realize that as much as it made me want to cry or yell or throw something at them, they are just trying to relate the best way they know how. I know it's frustrating and infuriating at times, but most likely the people offering up stories are just trying to connect with you. Mm -hmm. Just some food for thought. I love the podcast, and I wish it had been around when I was struggling with my own issues. 
Keep up the good work, Laura. P.S. Anyone heard from your trucker friend wondering how the not drinking pop is going? Oh, uh, Lex, where you been, buddy? I know you're doing your own podcast out there in the in the. Well, world you know, of... Lex was trying to get you on his podcast. Oh, what I, did I not do it? Never, I obviously did I not do it. You, I know that I didn't you, do it you yet. Never, you never responded to him. Did he email me personally? Mm, I gave him your email. Oh, Lex. Because I was like, you know what? I'm sick of being the in Lex, here's the deal, Lex. We just <laughs> talked about this. 22,622 unread emails. Don't take it personally. I'm going to look for that later. Okay. Um, we got to find out how Lex is doing. Thank you, Laura. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Melissa, I'm sorry that I got a little angry. I don't actually think she's sorry. It's just don't let her don't let her pretend. You know, sorry. it's uh, it's been a long road, and uh, it's been a long road. I'm gonna play an email. I mean, a voicemail. Okay. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, Dory and Matt and Bo. This is Meg calling from right outside Philadelphia. Uh, Matt, Jankintown? you don't love Philadelphia, but you write for a show that's set in Jenkintown, I think you need to come out and do a little tour of all the good parts. No. Just don't come during Eagle season, or if you do, just don't wear your Patriots gear, uh-huh. and life will be good. Don't you um, think they should be friendly to us I don't know how I got us? started listening to you guys, as I am not trying to get pregnant at all. I'm trying to get married first in a couple months, so let's get through that milestone. But listening Congrats. to you two has really made me think more about the other people in my life who are going through this and be more empathetic to them. So thank you for that perspective. And give Go a really good belly scratch for me. Thanks. Done. Thank you. There are no good parts of Philadelphia. Okay, that's just rude. I like to be mean to Philadelphia. Why? Because they throw batteries at people. Oh, my God. <laughs> Those fans, those sport fans are crazy. Well, we got an email from someone in Philadelphia who said, I actually stopped the pod to ask Dory, what is the ice cream shop in Philadelphia that you follow? Because I would like to go there immediately unless it's Little Babies, which is not very good. Too many wacky flavors that you don't want after two bites and very icy. Mm. In that case, you can cancel your plans to come here for ice cream unless you're craving gelati. Anyway, thanks for the podcast, Anonymous. P.S., Mm-hmm. Matt, you've been kind of a jerk to Dory the last few episodes. Mm-hmm. So I'm hesitant to side with you, mm-hmm. but I agree that Philly kind of sucks, especially the f- sports fans. Have I been kind of a jerk in the last couple of episodes? Uh-huh. What have I been doing? You've just been kind of jerky to me lately. I've been f- in foul moods. Yeah. And it's coming across in the podcast and people are noticing. People are noticing. She noticed. Oh, how do you know it's a she? It's anonymous. Because I saw her email. Well, you just broke the cardinal rule of anonymity. Okay. Um, the ice cream shop is called Weckerly's, and I believe it is in Fishtown. Um, and if you tell me that it's actually not good, I'm going to be very sad because it looks really good. Um, and yeah, Matt, you've been kind of mean lately. Dory, I can't believe it. 
Well, what do you think it is? Hmm, I don't know. What could it be? Uh, I don't know. What is it? I think you it's... say, hmm, what could it be? Like, I'm supposed to know exactly what it is. You've just been... Is it Andy? Probably. <laughs> is it the Star Trek podcast that stresses me out? It's, Unnecessarily? It's the Star Trek podcast. It's all your self-loathing. Oh, there's a lot of self-loathing. To go oh, hey, oops. Oh, I it's, uh, you know, it's you don't like to do anything. You get resentful of me. I get resentful of you. Yeah. In what sense? You know, like, you're like, oh, I have to do all this work, but I can't do it because you're making me go away. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I get resentful of trips. Anytime there's a trip, even if I plan the trip. Yeah. I complain about the trip beforehand. You've also been very um, short with me about like podcasting in general. What do you mean? Like you've been like, you're not a good podcaster. I've been saying that to you? Yeah. No. Yeah, you have. Dory. Yes. Forever 35 is a much better podcast than this one. Yeah, but like like one time you. you yawned and I didn't cover your yes, yawn and that you is, lost that your is, mind. That is, well, you know, you I lost your mind away from the microphone. You lost your mind. No one would have heard it. You could have just kept talking, but instead you addressed the thing that no one would hear. You got you got so mad. That was a bad that was a bad yawn time for me. I end up yawning on the other one too. Star Trek. Mm. <sighs> Guys, I'm a mess. Let's just be real about it. What what's the solution? I don't have one. I'm in a lot of therapy. I went to therapy twice this week. I just don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't feel good about myself. I feel like a an imposter. I shouldn't be in entertainment. I'm not very talented. Uh, you know, I just feel like uh, a mess. So sometimes that uh, ends up uh, on the podcast. Anyway. What? Nothing. I try my best, everyone. And you know what? The fact is, I'm willing to work on everything. That is true. And that's why we're here. I'm not Most people would give up. Most people would be like, you know what? We can't have a baby. No babies for us. Or most people would have, you know, stayed at 460 pounds. But, nope, I didn't. Most people wouldn't have moved to L.A. I'll try anything, guys. Well, that's not true. I won't, like, go to weird places. I don't like to leave the house. <laughs> Let's be honest. But he'll try anything. I'll try anything. <laughs> Any big life thing I'll try, sure. Uh, therapy, acupuncture, IVF, scripted television. Marriage. Marriage. Yeah, it's all there. You're never done, everyone. You're never done. You just keep going. Mm -hmm. You keep changing. You keep trying to get a little better. Yep. You know, a lot of my personality is locked in, and I'm sorry to everyone who doesn't enjoy it. It's just the way it is. But, you know, there's other stuff you can work on. Mm -hmm. So I try. So if I've been mean to Dory the past couple of weeks, that's on me. And you know what? 
I'm going to work on it. Because that's the beauty of America. What? Where did that go? <laughs> I don't know. Philadelphia, the birthplace of the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> I'm not going to say the birthplace of America because I don't know. We'll take that. Boston will take that. <laughs> Everyone else, calm down. Uh, can I play another voicemail? You could. I walked by Ben Franklin's grave the other day. That's in Boston. You know, Philadelphia's favorite son was like, no thanks. Please put me in Boston. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Hey guys, it's Ruthie. Um, I totally agree with Dory about the whole not liking warrior journey shit. (laughs) Where I say shit podcast, right? Yeah, you can do it. So... I just wanted you to know that, like, you are not alone in that. I think Thank you. I think it's so annoying, and everybody says, oh, you're so brave, and you're so strong. It's like, well, what other fucking choice do I have? Mm-hmm. So being somebody who's four years in with many losses and horrible shit, I don't like the word journey at all. I feel like they should call it, like, the gauntlet or something, mm. or maybe, um, like, an arduous quest. <laughs> I don't know, but being a warrior would be something, like, cool or fun or exciting and a journey to me sounds like something like oh i lived in a in a in a in the woods for six months and found myself and went on a journey there's like an end game that's you know you got to the end game this is not a journey this is just a really shitty mission so maybe we're just like james bonding this i don't know definitely not a warrior for a journey that sounds like way too cool it's just something people say to try to make it sound cool but it's not cool at all anyway just wanted you to know i'm totally with you 100 percent. so i guess i'm a debbie downer too who cares yeah whatever you want all right bye guys i love uh i love all of the just passion that's coming from our listener base Regarding, I mean, regarding I, Dory's piece for the cut. I really hope no one was listening to this for uh, positive reinforcement or miracle stories. Because that is not this podcast, everyone. Uh, that is true. It is not this podcast, but it is. Uh, it is just uh, we try to be real here. You know, we try to be factual. Yep. Sometimes inaccurate. Mm-hmm. And mostly uh, just able to get by. Yep. Um, <sighs> how many more? How many more emails do we have time for? Uh, we can we can do another. Okay. Um, I am going to read this email from Sarah. Sarah. Hey guys, I felt compelled to write in after listening to episode 82 and Matt's lament over the lack of emails. You see, I've emailed you not once, but twice and neither were read on the show. That's fucking on Dory, guys. Let's just, let's be real about what's happening here. Again, I apologize and I'll try to be nice for Dory, but that's on her. (laughs) I will admit to being a teensy bit disappointed at the time, but I get it. Time constraints, my email is too long, irrelevant. Lex wrote in that week, etc. <laughs> I hope Lex still uh, listens to this podcast. Of course he does. He's on the open road. What else does he got time for? But to hear Matt chastise listeners for not emailing, I was a little like, hey, WTF. Well, I only know what my wife tells me. Anyway, 
I am writing this time to get your opinion about attending appointments as a couple. Pointless. Continue. We are just beginning the testing phases of the process and not undergoing any treatment yet. Mm-hmm. So far, I've only been in for two ultrasounds and blood draws. The appointments are in the middle of the workday, so I go alone, but my doctor always seems genuinely surprised that my husband isn't there. I honestly didn't feel it necessary for him to take off work for a mundane follicle scan. Mm. Interesting. Likewise, he has his first semen analysis in a few days, and I'm not planning to go. Nor should you. Of course, we would both be there for any important appointments, but we understand that it's hard to take off work and don't expect the other to attend the, the routine tests. Is that weird? Do other couples attend all of each other's appointments? You guys are awesome. Thanks for making Mondays a little bit better. P.S. I'm hosting my book club next month and picking Startup a Novel by Dory Shafrier. Oh, well, I guess Sarah found out the way to get her email read on the show. Is wow, Sarah. That is so pick cool. Dory's book for book club. <laughs> oh, my God. You Dory, <laughs> this is out of control. Pick it up at your local independent bookstore or Target. So... Where are we on this appointment thing? I, I, you know, I try to go to every appointment I can just by virtue of feeling guilty because I don't have to be put through the bullshit torture that my wife has put through. So the least I can do is take a little bit of time off work and go. Um, and I work at a very inflexible <laughs> yet flexible place. I don't know. Hard to explain. Um, But by the same token, I don't like I don't need Dory to go to my appointments, that's for sure. Like I don't Matt doesn't come to if I just need to like go in to get my blood drawn, no, I'm not he doesn't come. That, no. But if if it's a vaginal appointment, he will come. If we're if you're seeing Dr. Beck. If I'm seeing Dr. Beck. Because Dr. Beck is our doctor. And also like and this then, is our process. Right. And then we get to like ask her questions and you know, if something comes up and it's just it's I I like having Matt there. If he's not able to come, then he's not able to come. But like he does make an effort to come to the all to all the appointments. Yeah, but if it's like a table read day or something right. where I really have to be at work, then I will be at work. Yep. And my wife understands that. So yep. I just try to make the ones I can. Yep. And that way when I can't make one. Yep. It's a little more understanding. Yep. So Sarah, thank you for emailing. I'm sorry you haven't been read before. But now you've been read. Well, now you're a regular. Yep. Welcome to the now club. Now you're in the club. Um, I'm going to play one more voicemail. I will listen to it. Hey, Dory, Matt, and Bo. This is uh, Patrick um, joining the Pause the Podcast Club. Uh, <laughs> I have a six-year-old science baby. And nice. a, uh on the way non-science baby that was a surprise to both my wife and I. Oh my God, stop uh, calling in here with your miracle you know, pregnancies. This happened a few years ago because we're both in our mid-40s. Um, <laughs> the reason I paused the podcast wow. is not IVF related, but uh, because of Matt's printer issues, I just went through the same thing. And as soon as you start talking about it, my first thought was, ah, I wonder if it's an Epson printer just like ours. Um, I've got a couple of them, one in an office upstairs and one downstairs by our living room. It is. And uh, they offer the software updates. And um, I just did the software update on ours after using aftermarket inks for probably a good year with no issue. Uh, I had a software oh. update for it pop up. I said, all right, well, I'll update it. So I did the update, and lo and behold, right after the update, it said, hey, I don't recognize these printer cartridges. So, like you said, scam, Epson, uh, 
I looked online, and uh, many people mentioned that Epson actually actively updates their software once they figure out somebody's uh, putting out cartridges that'll work in their printers. But I'm I'm using Epson fucking cartridges. Lovely, isn't it? All right, you guys take care. Thanks for the podcast. Bye. That's the part that drives me crazy. I'm using Epson fucking cartridges. So I therefore want to blow up the printer. Anyway, honey. Anyway. That was a great way to get this going. Yep. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Just a reminder, you can support us on Patreon. Get up to two bonus episodes per month at patreon.com slash adventure. And a huge thanks to our Patreon supporters. If you support us at the $5 level or above, you get your name read on the podcast each month. And you also get the entire back catalog of Patreon episodes if you support us there. So, you know, if you've been a slacker this whole time and you haven't been supporting us every month. I don't know how long we've how long we been doing Patreon. <laughs> probably a year. Well, then there's probably like close to 30 episodes of, of back episodes for you yeah. guys. And some of them get kind of kind of wild. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Some of them get super wild, guys. Some of them get it's a real wild time. Wild. Um, do you want to do the honors or should I? You've never done the honors. I know. Go ahead. Cody Downs. Mm-hmm. Nora Grasham. Way to go, Nora. Diane M. Martin. Diane, how you doing? Melody Balthazar. Balthazar. Michael Garrier. What's up? Angie James. Angie. Josh Alvarez. Oh, Josh. Luke Evers. Oh, Luke back again. Hannah Crowder. The Crowdmeister. Christina Turner. CT. Frederick Roy. Roa. Layla Arshid. Uh-huh. Caroline Land. Caroline. Tara McElfrish. Uh-huh. Christopher Fonagy. Oh, cla- that's a classic name right there. Greg Watchorn. Uh-huh. Emily Chapin. Oh, I see someone coming. Aaron Gudge. The Gudge. Angel Rivera the Third, oh. Lauren Gleason, uh-huh. Julia, yeah, nice name. Aaron Turley, uh huh. Amy, yes. Evelyn Schmevelin, <laughs> enjoy that one. Barrett always. Pope, the Pope is a supporter. Katie Looper, yep. Audrey Watson, yeah. Stephen Azar, yes. Carrie Mills, thank you, Carrie. Siri K. Gasky, Wendy Nielsen, Linnea Thunsel, Catherine Simpson, like that Thunsel name. Jennifer Floyd. Zulema Contreras, Danielle Kohler, mm-hmm. Stu. Again, our landlord, probably. Ashley Cicel Lee, Alec and Meredith Babel, and Lex Conan. Oh, the Lexmeister. Lex is ponying up for the Patreon episodes. Locking in like a Lex machine. If Lex can do it, so can you. <laughs> All right, you guys, we will talk to you next week. Oh, Bo has just stretched and is now licking my leg. All right, I think that means the podcast is over. Thanks, Bo. Bye. Bye. Let's get a Super Bowl trailer and have a baby boy. I'll stick to pin his clothes all cool in your graffiti of his toys. I've got a broken body, but sometimes I forget. I've got a perfect body, cause my eyelashes catch my sweat.